This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. They were up eight to one. You play that game 99 other times. They win every time. The Toronto Blue Jays were up eight to one and lost. I believe we'll be discussing that today on Boomsies. Z-Money, lead us in. That's Ryan Shepard. Rising superstar in the EDM world. Got his first ever uh, album out. Released it last week or the week before. So check that out on Spotify. Just uh, just gets you in a good mood. Quick fade by Z Money there. Quicker than I anticipated. But you know what? You're, you roll with uh, the the hand you've been dealt. Episode number 38 of Boomsies, the late Pavel Dimitra episode. That guy had skill. And then uh, died tragically in that KHL plane crash. That happened. I'll let you guess. When do you think that happened? Because I tried to guess what year that was, and I was way off. I thought it was like 2002 or something. 2011. So 11 years ago, Pavel Dimitra died in the KHL plane crash. Gone way too soon. So this episode is number 38, named for him. Honorable mention, Blue Jays side armor, Mark Icorn. If you were a Jays fan in the Mark Icorn era, you at one point tried to be Mark Icorn. Just a stellar delivery. Love that guy. Woke up yesterday, and my Ruby hit me with a with a question. She said, "Dad, how do you know how, ta- how fast time flies?" And I said, "Hit me with it." She said, "The Queen died a month ago." I said, "Whoa, no, no, she didn't." I'm like, "That was like two weeks ago. Oh, it was a month ago." Queen, she gone. Toronto Blue Jays, you're done. Sent out a tweet, and I've sent in a lot of Instagram posts just remarking that they lost a game in which they were leading 8-1. to And I said, and it wasn't a troll job. People thought I was trolling Leafs fans. And I said, I'm not a Leafs fan. I don't know how you do it every year. And some people are like, I don't know why people keep comparing it to the Leafs. Well, they play in the same city. And the Leafs have lost leads. And had early exits. So I don't think it's a stretch to draw a comparison between the two. But I realized, so I haven't felt disappointment like this for many years. And I realize why it's harder to take for Jays fans. 
Because the Leafs, when they lose out, you've got summer on your doorstep. Jays lose. Winter is pounding on your door. Leafs lose. You've got rebirth. Everything is coming alive. Jays lose. It's dark at 3.30 and Jack Frost is climbing up your pants. Leafs lose. You got golf. You got swimming. You got lazy days in the shade. Jays lose. You got snowbanks up to your slush cover boots and cold feet. So that's why it's difficult. Leafs. It's like, hey, life's good. We can wear shorts again. Jays. Where are my mucklucks? So Saturday started, uh, sent out a text to old Brian Bickle, our good buddy, said, Bix, let's get the families together. We're watching some baseball. He said, get over here. So I emptied the freezer. I had some, uh, some pretzels that you heat up. Those were a hit. Those pretzels you get at the grocery store. Had a bunch of uh, other little, I had some mozzarella sticks. Anything that was... Uh, Heat upable. I brought her over. So we're mowing down. Jays open up a lead. Jays are cruising. We're high five and life is good. They this the Mariners brought in that seawall guy. I think he walked a batter. He hit someone. He had a wild pitch. He got fined for littering. He allowed four runs. At one point, he, this guy, this seawall guy's looking at the dugout, sweat coming down. And he's like, you can read his expression. He's like, can someone get me the f out of this game, please? Someone come get me. They're like, nah, you're good. You got this. So end of the fifth, they're up 8-1. My kids didn't watch a second of the game. I'm like, okay, I'm getting these, I'm getting these guys out of here. We're making plans for Sunday's game. Like, I'm like, okay, we'll have our Easter dinner and then we'll come back over. We'll do this all over again. Cause we're wondering if they might be the only, they might be the only game. They might get the primetime slot at seven o'clock. I'm not even home. Before Bix calls me, he's like, uh, it's eight to five. I'm like, yeah, we're good. We finish our conversation. My oldest, Sydney says, that was the most dad conversation I've ever heard. Whenever she says that, I'm like, well, I am a dad. So technically every conversation I have is a dad conversation. I uh, bought some shoes once and I sent them to a buddy. I'm like, do these look like dad shoes? And he's, he, he's like, newsflash, you are a dad. I'm like, right. Good point by you, sir. So I, I put the game on as soon as I get home. And we've all dissected it in our brains. I've even gone back, look at the highlights. I... The Jays in 30 came on. I'm like, burn this tape. Burn this evidence. But the thing that keeps coming to mind to me is the Bichette and Springer collision. There was two outs at the time. Bases were loaded. That's Springer's ball every time. That's the center fielder's ball. But how do you let Bichette run out when he realized... Springer, I think, was playing on the warning track for that one. He was deep. Had he let it drop and timed it right so it doesn't bounce over his head, one run scores, maybe two, maybe two. You've got two out. You've got two out. And you can't blame it on Romano. That guy's waiting on a fastball. He gets a fastball and he popped him up, but it went into no man's line. The Bermuda Triangle. 
But when that collision happened, I thought I lost the sound on my TV. I had never heard a building go from electric to silence. But then I'm like, no, I have heard that before. 2002. And I was in the building. Not that building. On the other side of the country. At that time, I think it was GM Place or GM Arena. Where the Canucks play. Set the scene. Canucks up two games to none on the Red Wings. They win two games in Detroit. They're coming back home. They're going to take a 3 nothing series lead. The place is going bonkers. Game's tied 1-1 late in the second. We're like, okay. They're going to go to the third period tied with the Red Wings with a chance to go up three games to none. 30 seconds to go in the period, Nick Lidstrom from center ice beats Dan Cloutier. Now, in my mind, I thought the building went silent. But I watched it back on YouTube last night. Chris Cuthbert on the call. Just Cuthbert. There's no one, no one like him. There's Bob Cole, then Cuthbert. And Cuthbert will agree with me on that. We've had this discussion. But it wasn't silent. There was some noise. There was like whistling and stuff. Funny how your brain remembers things. I remember it being completely silent. Kluche, uh I, I went into a wormhole on his helmet because he was still wearing the helmet. It was the Cooper SK-2000. I was at the camp, the Canucks camp. It was in Kelowna. No, it wasn't Kelowna. It was in Kamloops where he tried to wear a mask and he's just like, I can't do it. Then he went to the Kings. This is the wormhole I got in last night. They forced him to wear a mask due to insurance reasons because they stopped making that helmet years ago. Chris Osgood was the last goalie to wear that helmet. And Osgood had had the training staff carry around a box of parts. They they would find fans who had the helmet and like take parts from it. And I believe the final one he wore was from a Red Army team. And in the article that asked Osgood, why did you wear that helmet, not a mask? He's like, I just wanted to blend in. And he thought the mask drew attention to yourself. He's like, nope, I just wanted to do my job and have no one else looking at me. The Cooper SK 2000. So yeah, Springer, uh, Springer play, bases loaded, he gets hurt. There was two out. There was two out. 99 other times that doesn't happen again. But I feel better. And no offense to Mets fans, but then Mets won game two against the Padres. Then they lost the third game. So the Jays may have just ended up winning that third, losing the third game anyway. So sorry, Mets fans, but your team did make me feel better. And I, I mentioned I sent stuff out on social media. I hadn't felt that way since 1985. And then <laughs> I had some people pointing out to me, nope. You should have not felt that way since 1987. Don't tell me how to feel. Don't tell me how to remember. Because in 87, Jays had a three and a half game lead for first, lost seven in a row, and the Tigers took the division. But sorry, 1985 sticks out to me. Up three games to one on the Kansas City Royals. About to win the the AL title. And the Royals come back and win it. Sorry, that one sticks with me. 87 doesn't. The only thing I remember about 87 is my favorite player. Oh, he's not here. Oh, he's behind this picture. Garth Orge was the final out. Just like Tapia was the final out for the Jays. So when that happens, when you're up 8-1 and you lose, your season's over. The next day, I always wonder this in all of pro sports. The next day when you wake up, 
especially after an 8-1 lead. Do you not wake up and say, oh, man, we have to do all that again? Spring training lasts like two months, play 162 games, and maybe, just maybe, get into the postseason? We have to do all that again? that. I know you're making money to pay it, play a kid's game, but I talked to a buddy and I asked him that he, he's a professional athlete and he said, yeah, you, you feel that way, but as cheesy as it sounds, you also have hope. You always think, okay, next year, that's the year. Always have hope. Always have optimism. The guy I feel worse for is Teoscar Hernandez. The guy hits two home runs. He's got the entire country on his back. And no one's talking about it now. Those two home runs? Yeah, sorry, buddy. Not enough. You should have hit three. Teoscar, and they're even chanting his name. I was even saying during the game, he doesn't have to do anything the rest of the playoffs. He's at this game. This is his game. Have a star each game and you win the World Series. We're up 8-1. This is going to be a great season. A great playoff. Oh, So thank you again, Mets. Mets for making me feel better. My buddy Sully, who appeared a couple weeks ago on the podcast, said to me, go, sports hurt. They do. They do. Why do we do it? Now I understand why some people don't watch sports. Uh, oh, I have, I have to make one correction from last week when Mackenzie Hughes won the uh, one the tournament, the Knoxbury Farm Open or the something, Sanderson Farm, what, I, some farm. It was a farm-sponsored tournament. <laughs> I forgot to mention that I went on the Bet Rivers app the night before the final round, and I'm like, I'm taking him. So you can, it's almost like horse racing. You can take a, uh, a golfer to finish first, second, or third, like, yeah, he's definitely finishing there. Boom. Winner. Not a big deal. <clears throat> Not a big deal. And something else came up on my social media. There was a story going around by, I think it was a Toronto paper. I don't know. I read the words, didn't see where they came from. It was saying a Thanksgiving dinner now costs a family of four $200. So I read that. I'm like, huh. That can't be right. So I went to the old food land. I bought a turkey, nice juicy butterball. Oh, always comes out juicy, but so juicy that I'm like, is this cooked? <laughs> There's a bit too much juice. Let's put her back in for 10 minutes. That'll do it. No one got sick. We're good. Got my sack of Canadian grown potatoes, a nice bag of frosty noses. Got the box of uh, stovetop stuffing. Leads me to guess, wonder what is in that. I think I, think I had a pebble. In one of my pieces of stove. I think I should have cooked that a bit longer. Put a bit more liquid in. It was crunchy at times. <laughs> but I got all that. And it was like under 50 bucks. So that article. It's a bunch of bull****. I need to go back. Are they stuffing their turkey with $20 bills? How is that meal that I did for under $50 cost 200 
Gold-plated turkey? You got diamond-crusted cranberries? Where are you shopping? And in today's day and age, I know someone's going to say, oh, damn, we don't, we don't all have the luxury of shopping at Foodland. Foodland, there's tractors in my parking lot of my grocery store. Foodland is a small Ontario grocery store. We ain't fancy. Uh, we have a guest coming down. Hi, Brian Bickle. How's everything going? Uh, we're just taping a podcast here. Yeah. So just a backstory. Uh, Brian is currently um, working on a sauna in my backyard. Uh, you can pop your head into the camera there and say, yeah, move a bit closer there. Right. <laughs> so Brian was removing a window from a playhouse that's being turned into a sauna and bashed his forehead. So how many people uh, have a Stanley Cup winner building them a sauna? This guy does. Boomsies. <laughs> Are you you gone? Okay, make sure you clock out. I I got you in at a couple hours work there. So uh, Bixie's gone. So he has a sauna at his uh, cottage. And I uh, I had a good sweat on. And I said, I want one of those. He goes, I'll bid you, build you one. I'm like, sure you will. Then he just starts dropping off parts. He's like, I got you a little uh, fireplace for in there. I'm like, okay, found you a window. Okay, I guess this is happening. Shows up today. Okay, we're getting going. So we're going to have a sauna. It's going to be like Finland back there. Who has the saunas, Finland or Sweden? One of the Nordic countries. By the way, uh, I pointed this out to some American friends. Thanksgiving in Canada, the right time of year to celebrate. As we celebrate the harvest, we give thanks for bountiful crops. It's a party for our farmers. And the best holiday. You don't have to buy presents. You get to eat. And that's about it. You eat, no presents. That's my kind of holiday. But going through shoppers the other day, there's Thanksgiving cards. Who gives someone a card for Thanksgiving? And there was Halloween cards. And one was granddaughter. Why are you giving your granddaughter a Halloween card? And are you not giving candy? Here you go, sweetie. Uh, Where's the candy, Grandma? Uh, um, And I also did this because we're approaching the Grey Cup. It's the championship game playing at the CFL. And I had never done this in my life polled Ontario sports fans about the CFL. So I sent a text to hardcore sports fans, friends of mine. I wanted to see how the CFL ranks in this province. And this is not a knock on the league. I just want to help them out. First, they need to get a TV deal. None of their games are televised. That's a start. They have no TV deal. There is no network that carries the CFL. So start with that. Get a TV deal. Okay, so where's the here's the question I asked. Again, this is only a survey to people in Ontario. The question Have you watched a single CFL game this year? Here are the actual responses. I don't think I've ever watched a CFL game ever. Nope. God, no. Nobody watching that. Who watches the CFL? I never have. Zero. I turn off Sportsnet when they play the highlights. <laughs> it's very specific. Nope. Ha ha ha. Parts of them and parts of being generous. So CFL, we need to brainstorm. 
And then I follow up. I'm like, I ask all these people, do you watch NFL? They're like, yeah, I watch NFL. So I don't know where the disconnect has happened. Because if I did that same poll to people in Western Canada, I'd get different responses. But you can't have a league that is not across the country. It needs to be nationwide. It can't be provincial. So CFL, I want to be on your brainstorming committee. Sign me up, Randy Ambrosi. Ambrosia. Ambrosi. Good guy, I met him. So if you got uh, ideas, send them to me at yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. Again, I'm not bashing the CFL. I want the league to succeed. I like jobs. I I like people having jobs. I like athletes having jobs. I want it to explode. Yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. Get to the emails that we uh, did get this week. Dan, you're the greatest. First speaking out against overrated Tim Hortons food and now Carlton Cuddlebear mascot. Thank you. I mean, are we going to Care Bear stare the competition? Well, I'd rather Beastly and Shrekky the competition. I don't know who those people are. Uh, your boy. Cobbs. Hey, Dan, I'm sitting on a train going from Venice to Naples in Italy. It's a five hour trip, and I'm so glad I downloaded downloaded your show as a Flames fan because I live in Calgary, but historically a Habs fan because my aunt once dated Dale Hoganson. Let's check out this guy here. Got a little hockey DB action. Dale Hoganson. This name does not ring a bell. Sorry for real-time fact-checking here. Almost have to put in uh, Bickle's hours. I don't know if he's charging me for his hourly rate. We haven't discussed that. Am I going to get a bill for like 20 grand? <laughs> ah, I ask questions later. Okay. Okay. Dale Hoganson from North Battleford, Saskatchewan. Played for the Estevan Bruins. Yes. Played for the Kings. This guy played 300, 343 games in the WHL, or sorry, 378 games in the WHA, 343 in the NHL. And he played 46 games for the Canadians. So she would have dated him in 71, 72. He had no goals. No goals for that. He had two assists in two seasons. And then went on to play for the Nordiques. Okay. He was a defenseman. Good on you, Dale Hoganson. Little uh, hockey DB. Okay, I digress. Uh, I once dated Dale Hoganson. I can assure you, Connor McDavid is a much better player than Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner is underappreciated. I can say this as an objective observer. Love your show. Love your message. I wish you great, great things going forward. Sincerely, Ryder Rob. Thanks, Ryder Rob. Hey, Dan, long-time listener, first-time caller. Still loving my man-maids. Of course, love listening to the show. I'm a school custodian, so I podcast while cleaning up after the kids. The porch pirate story and your advice about glitter was spot on. I mentioned how if glitter enters your house, it never leaves. For all of us custodians that work in an elementary school, we would rather face the devil eye high. I promise not one of us would flinch as opposed to cleaning a kindergarten class after a glitter craft day. Anyway, thanks for that. And thanks for all you do. Keep up the great work. Dwayne. Thanks, Dwayner. Okay, we've accomplished so much so far. Checking things off my list. Uh... Big news with Boomsies Newsies. Producer Tim, gone. Producer Tim is out. Z-Money is back, baby. There he is. Still growing that goatee. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we missed you, buddy. Well, happy to be back. Uh, you were always just... here. You were just hidden under the desk. Yeah, lurking in the backgrounds. Correct, yes. How I usually do it. The NHL season is back, Dan. So uh, I figure let's do a little uh, way too early predictions. Oh, Tim you got to Ryan... do them. You got to do season previews. Let's do it. All right. So uh, you want to start with awards? You want to start with your Stanley Cup champion? What are you thinking? Well, let's start. Let's do them in the order you sent them to me. You're like, we're doing predictions. I'm like, oh, Okay, so you, you put me under the gun. I came up with them, though. So we're going to start with our Stanley Cup predictions. This is right. producer Tim Z Money and my predictions. You give me yours. All right, so my first picks, uh, my Stanley Cup prediction is the Edmonton Oilers to beat the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup final. Hmm. Okay, I like that. I love the Canadian love. Mm-hmm. So for the heart, I went with none other than Connor McDavid for the Vezina. Whoa, 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 whoa. hang on. Oh, oh, let's let's get everyone Stanley Cup's picks. Okay, all right. So, so who's uh, Tim's? Tim, <laughs> Tim copied my answer on this one. He went with the Oilers to beat the Rangers. But I was there when he delivered them. He did not know your picks, so you had the exact same picks without knowing it. We did. Wow, look at that! You guys have like a the same brain, which is terrifying, scary. Uh, for my Stanley Cup, I've got Colorado and Pittsburgh with the Pens winning. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, they got the old team one last shot, and the pens do it. All right, so well, who do you have for the MVP for Hart? I already said Connor. Who do you got? Claude Giroux in Ottawa, baby. Yes. All right, well, producer Tim followed my lead again and went McDavid <laughs> in Edmonton. Okay, I, again, I like your guys' Ontario love, or sorry, Canadian love. I know Connor McDavid does not play in Ontario. Uh, Tim and I switched it up on this one for Vesna. I went with uh, the Rangers, Igor Shesterkin. He went to Calgary and went with Markstrom. Who do you got? I have a gentleman who's a friend of the podcast, was supposed to appear on this podcast, was put on waivers by the Nashville Predators, but got picked up by the Arizona Coyotes. He is going to be a superstar this season. He showed what he had against the Avs last year in the first round when he stepped in. That is... Connor Ingram, my backup for Vesna, Peter Sidorkowitz. I can't wait to hear him them chant his name at Mullet Arena. I'm really oh. looking forward to all, all the Mullet Arena stuff with the Coyotes. He's going to be facing if, if he gets the starting job, which I predict he will, because uh, I don't even know who they have in goal there. Uh, he's going to be facing sixty up. shots a game. Is like he's going to face the most shots in the NHL. Connor Ingram for Vesna. All right, uh, Norris, best defenseman. Tim and I uh, went with Kale McCarr. Ah, that's an easy pick. Thomas Chabot in Ottawa. There you go, riding with the Sens this year. Yeah, I'm uh, on the Sens bandwagon, baby. All right, so for Calder, you think Yuri uh, Slavkovsky can win it? First overall pick in Montreal. Is that who you took? No, that's not who I took. Tim and I switched it up. I went with uh, Kent Johnson in Columbus. Who? Yeah, Ken Johnson. That's a made-up uh, name. No, it's a real person. Ken Human Johnson? <laughs> Kent. K-E-N-T. Oh, Kent. Uh, I don't know this person. Uh, Tim went with Mason McTavish. Oh, former Peter Pete. Who do you got? Shane Pinto mm. in Ottawa. So the do I... The Sens are... They're just going to be having a path worn out to the award ceremony. <laughs> wherever they have it this year, and it will suck because the NHL awards suck every year. Uh, so the last one, Jack Adams Award, I'm assuming you're going with the Sens coach, but I, I, no, I'll no, give you no, my No, 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 no. What? You can't predict my picks. <laughs> All right, so I'm going with Gerard Gallant. Tim went with Daryl Sutter. Back-to-back wins for Sutter. That would make it. So uh, who do you got, Jack Adams? I've got the new Boston Bruins head coach, Jim Montgomery. This guy is a genius. He's got a shot behind the bench. Monty winning the Jack Adams. Well, those are our picks. I mean, we'll put them out there, and I'm sure lots of people will make fun of us at the end of the year when we are all wrong. But it's a fun thing to try out. You guys didn't venture too much on the McCarr or the McDavid, so those those are picks that will not get you any backlash. 
Uh, except from Leafs fans who say, Orange because Matthews. Okay, uh, what right, do we well, got for uh, Boomsies Newsies? By the way, the NHL season starts, uh, well, we're taping this on a Tuesday. It starts tonight, I think. Starts tonight. Actually, started on the weekend in yes. Europe. Yeah, it started that, uh, the series. Preds and Sharks. In the, yeah. In Czech Republic. Uh, so some non-sports-related news. Uh, a Japanese woman was scammed by an imposter astronaut. <laughs> so, yeah, it gets good. Okay. A 65-year-old woman from Japan has paid over $30,000 in a recent online scam. She believes she had met a Russian astronaut who couldn't afford a ticket home from the International Space Station. So this guy blamed poor cell service aboard the orbiting space station for his lack of not responding to texts in time, stuff like that. <laughs> so the victim was convinced of the scam because the... Uh, Self-proclaimed astronaut had been posting pictures of space on his Instagram. And that's oh, that's what sealed it. Okay, so so many questions. Did she? How how was he getting home? Was he like getting an Air Canada flight home? Well, that's he needed her <laughs> to send money so that he could pay for a flight home. I don't know if it was Air Canada or what he had told her. That's and not how that worked. Did she so. not question? Okay, the. The space agency that sent you up there, did they not give you a return ticket to get back home, or was it only a one-way venture? Yeah, one-way venture. You had to pay your way home. <laughs> work, work off that extra ticket. How much did she lose? She lost uh, 30 grand. Oh, wow. So he was yeah. taking like business class on the way home. He's like, yeah. nah, nah, I need, I need to be in comfort. I've been in space for a while, so I need to be pampered. Did she get her money back? Uh, it's with police right now, so uh, it's still an ongoing matter. But it was it was after the uh, fifth money transfer that she finally sort of asked some questions and went to the authorities. I want to know how much she paid to get her ducks clean. <laughs> the duck cleaning, she must be a hundred grand deep. Yeah, I think I've said this before. When the duck cleaning people call me, I tell them I have no ducks. I live in a tent, and then they don't like that response and they hang up. But they must call some people that don't have air ducts to be clean. So anyway. Yeah, I usually just hang up on them. Well, I know it's their job, so I don't want to hang up. I don't want to be rude like you. Yeah, I, I'm just a rude person. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, so Canada, in a recent study or recent poll by the U.S. News and World Report, has voted Canada's the third best country in the world. Now, Canada had been the number one country for the past six years, I believe. So the new ranking, top three, any guesses? Uh, Sweden. Sweden uh, is in the top five, but is not in the top three. Switzerland. Switzerland, number one. Is it? Okay. That's Switzerland followed by Australia. No. It's actually Germany is number two. Goes Switzerland, Germany, Canada, United States, and Sweden. That's your top five. Oh, any uh, any qualms with that top five? Are you, you happy with all those countries? Well, <laughs> like when I think of best country, I'm thinking like somewhere warm, like Australia, New Zealand, and I know things are run very well in Sweden. I I followed an Instagram post or a social media post on someone who lives in Toronto that was just in Germany and they were just posting basic pictures on like, here's how a city's one run properly because in Toronto, they've got a massive garbage problem. Like on the street corners, every garbage bin is overflowing. They're hideous. They're they've like, people have like taken in these and it's dripped down the front and it's never been clean since they were installed, but no one has, figured out how to fix it so germany they don't have that problem simple basic like that so uh canada has its problems i know that was a toronto centric problem and all the trudeau people will be like yeah we should be we should be ranked lower because of that guy and i've i've never voted for trudeau which is a trick thing to say because you can't vote for the prime minister. 
but I've never, I've voted for every political party in this country. Do I like Trudeau? Ah, he annoys me when he speaks. But the amount of real estate that Justin Trudeau takes up in my brain is zero. I can go two months without even thinking of the man. Like anyone that runs this country. Whoever is elected, not a single thing happens in my life where it's affected. It doesn't matter who's in charge. So I don't know how Trudeau has taken up this much real estate in people's heads, but they, I don't know if you've seen the bumper stickers, but is he driving around? He's like, wow, they really don't like, that's going to be hard on your ego. So, uh, that's why we're ranked number three. Maybe we have too many bumper stickers with our prime minister on them. That tells him to go himself. That might be uh, okay. a reason. So Canada, we got to get back that ranking number one next year, starting with Toronto's garbage cans. <laughs> there you go. And I got uh, two late breaking stories. Just oh, to go okay. Over Bring it on. So one, I am the first one I'm pumped for. Blink 182 is back. Tom DeLonge back with the band. They're going on tour. There's a new track coming out on Friday. It's their first their first single that they've dropped in, in 10 years. Blink-182 fan? I like that they played them at the Avs games. And I thought that they would bring them out for one of the Stanley Cup final games. That didn't happen. So I could see a reemergence, emergence reemergence of Blink-182, all because of the Colorado Avalanche. They can thank the Avs. Uh, I did not know they had broken up. Um, and I think... So I saw this before the podcast on social media because they put out a video uh, announcing it. And I, their new songs like called like F- me off or something. It's called edging <laughs> edging. So don't F- me off. Just get me close to it. Okay. So their drummers, the guy with all the tattoos, he's married to a Kardashian. Travis yeah. Travis Barker. And where were the other two guys? They just didn't get along. So Tom DeLong left the band and Mark uh, actually had cancer and he's now cancer free. Oh, so this is a feel good story. I love Blink-182 coming back. I can't wait to see who their opener is because they have to get someone else from that time period. I don't know who it would be though. Yeah, no, uh, Good Charlotte? Sure. I couldn't name one of their songs. Yeah. Okay, what's now the other breaking it- news? Uh... Big changes over at Hockey Canada. So Hockey Canada has overhauled their leadership team altogether. So CEO uh, Scott Smith is out. I'm um, just reading the press release from them right now. Uh, Hockey Canada's effective immediately, immediately announces the departure of Chief Executive Officer, Officer Scott Smith. And the entire board has also agreed to step down to make room for a new slate of directors. So something we haven't really touched on here before, but big changes hopefully coming for Hockey Canada. It took them that long? Like if I'm showing up at work every day and people are like, why are you still here? They they hung on way too long. They could have mitigated the blowback on them by just saying, you know what? It's time for change. And money talks. That's the only reason this happened. Had all the sponsors pulled out, like Canadian Tire. I saw Bauer just pulled out. Uh, Tim Hortons. Uh, the the network they're still broadcast on, they didn't pull out. Uh, I don't know how you broadcast a tournament with no advertisers. But now they, someone finally got to the board and said, guys, we we need to have advertisers. We need corporate sponsors. And the only way we're getting those, if you all leave. So they're like, okay, we're gone. So money talks had the sponsors not pulled out. Everyone would have stayed. So good on the sponsors. Good on Timmy's good on Canadian tire. Make change. I'm also available for that board. I can sit on that board along with the CFL. So, my dream job is to be an advisor or a, uh, what are the, what's another word for an advisor? 
Tim, consultant. Tim didn't get it to me. I got it first. A consultant. So I'm available for all consulting. Tim Hortons, I'm still there for your consulting on menu items. Uh, I have a lot of great ideas. Hockey Canada, CFL. Maybe ones I haven't thought of. I can sit on your board as well. Consulting is the name of the game, and I'm your guy. Is that it? That's all I got. (laughs) Thanks, Z-Money. Good to hear your voice. Bye. Bye. Okay. I really like my picks. Colorado-Pittsburgh. Tampa's run is over. Pittsburgh, one last run. Winner for the Gipper. Winner for the Sid. Winner for the Malkin. No Leafs selected for anything. And Tim is a Leaf fan. But the Ottawa Senators, well-represented. No Montreal Canadiens, no Vancouver Canucks. We did have a Calgary Flame. We had no Jets on there either. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, no guests this week because uh, our Vesna winner. Dealing with some other <laughs> Send him a text. Yeah. You want to you wanna come on the podcast? He's like, I got put on waivers, so I don't know what the f*** is going on. I'm like, okay. This, this is the last of your worries. I didn't want to bog him down because I was, was going to say, how about, the, how about those Jays blowing that lead? I'm like, yeah, he's got too much on his mind. Eight to one. You had it. And you can't fault Romano. He was brought in for a six-out save. But the pitches they hit, like... Now you can't fault him. Just a lot of went wrong. A lot of went wrong. Still thinking about (laughs) Seawall. Poor guy. But now knowing it... So he gets saved by it. Had they lost that game, they're like, what the hell's with this guy? We came back and we lost 8-7. If it wasn't for him, we would have won the game. Now he's like, ah, well, I had a bad game. What are you going to do? A Kingston kid came in, pitched that game for the Mariners. I think I was bigger than that guy. Like, How was he throwing in the 90s? Went to Niagara. Oh, it's just great watching baseball and have a vested interest because now you watch the rest of the playoffs and you don't care who wins or loses. You have no horse in the race. So then my mom always says, well, who has got the most Canadian players left? Tim Z Money? Of the remaining teams in the postseason for baseball, which team has the most Canadians. That will be the team we're rooting for. I do like Bryce Harper. He's just a, he's a character. That's what this sport needs. Characters. It's not a lot of them. Padres, liking their new unis. They're kind of fun. Yankees, eh. But Yankees are... You just want to watch them. They're like Darth Vader playing. If Darth Vader played baseball, I would f- watch the f- out of that. Because you're like, this guy's wearing a cape and a mask. Is that it? They're checking guys' ears, but he's allowed to wear a mask? How is this allowed? Pitch comp. It's, it's not working. I also love how there is a pitch comp. And we're all supposed to pretend like, oh, it's been around forever. It's like the the calls being given to the quarterback on the field. I 
found out about it a couple games into the season when I went down to watch the Rangers play the Jays. It was the first home series. And having dinner with my buddy CJ Nikowski. He's like, oh yeah, the Pitchcom. Uh, they don't have to give signals anymore. But it's never been fully explained on any broadcast I've seen. Gentlemen, do we find an answer? Most Canadian players on a remaining team in the MLB playoffs, that team is? Dodgers have Freddie Freeman, dual citizen. Cleveland has quite a few. Cleveland has quite a few. Yeah, we've got um, uh, Naylor. I'm not sure if both, so they have both Naylor brothers, Josh and Bo. I'm not sure if they're both on the roster and Cal Quantrill from Port Hope, Ontario. Right, Paul Quantrill's son. Okay, so it looks like we've got, we want a Cleveland Dodgers World Series and then we'll have possibly five Canadians playing. What about the Phillies though? Isn't their manager Canadian? Does that count? That definitely counts. What's his name? Rob Ducey? It's not Rob Ducey, by the way. Rob Thompson? Rob Thompson. Not Rob Thomas, who is the lead singer of Matchbox 20. And also played that song with uh, Carlos Santana. That is not a good song. That's all we found? Are we getting out of here? Okay, I'm getting silence. I'm used to it. Kids, come help me with this. Silence. On their phones. And I always tell them, if I didn't come when my parents were called, I'd get kicked in the face. They're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, well, you had the feeling you might get kicked in the face. They're like, well, that never happened. I'm like, but still, I was there in the back of your mind. You don't dare not come when you're called. No, it's like five minutes later. I'm holding a scalding pot. My hands are burning. Kids, in a minute. Kids these days. Uh, Thanks for joining us this week on Boomsies. We appreciate you listening. Tim, your mic's open. Tim can't be heard by you. He just let out a massive hack into my ear. Good, clear your throat. That's what you need to do as a Jays fan. Clear your throat and move on with the rest of your day. Pull up producer Tim. Think about the Mets. Say, hey, we could have lost in game three. Let's get it. Let's get on with our summer. All right. It's winter. But as I said on social media yesterday, I sent out a picture of some nice changing colors. Actually, I don't want to misquote myself. This will give you the right attitude for today. Oh. What the heck? My thing's gone. What happened? Oh, I said it on Twitter. Sorry. Okay, here's what I said. Summer days tend to blend into one another. Winter, the same. Just something about fall, where each day hits different. It's like every October day wants to be remembered. So nice work, fall. We see you. So enjoy your October day. It's trying to be a star. Give it the attention it deserves. Because snow's a-coming. Make sure you hug someone. Be nice to people. It doesn't cost you anything. See you next week. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies.